Welcome to Nerdables episode 437. This episode, we go to the Upside Down. That's right, we're talking Stranger Things. We have a whole house full of guests tonight. So sit back, grab your Eggos, your Surfer Boy pizza, and a Slurpee, and enjoy Nerdables episode 437, Stranger Things. All right, welcome to Nerdables. I'm already joining me this week is Mikey, and joining us for the first time ever, we brought our families on instead of having Chris and Ethan with us. Since we're talking Stranger <laughs> Things, we brought in the experts. So, joining us this week are Ellie and Ambrose. Welcome. Hello. Hi. And you've heard their names mentioned on the show several times and heard all kinds of stories about them. So, now joining us for the first time ever are Beth and Arabella. Ahoy, ladies! Let me ask you this, then, starting out. What about Stranger Things? We'll go around the table, start with Mike. What about Stranger Things made you want to watch the show, and what keeps you watching it? Uh, well, it was uh, just thriller aspect and a horror aspect, and there is nostalgia to it. And then when you hear the intro, I like that. Is that the intro? intro, the horror aspect, and the thrill aspect, and the nostalgia, seeing what uh, what I could catch. Oh, like as in like the just like the throwbacks? Yeah, yeah. like the, what yeah, they're referencing. Yeah, it's all. Gotcha. Mike, what Mike about you, horror. To be quite honest, 100%, like, had never heard of it until the shutdown, and then Ambrose made me watch it. Well, it didn't make me. He said, let's watch it. And I was like, well, there's nothing else to do. So we did. And that was what got me into it. That was what keeps you watching it. Oh. What keeps you Besides them two making me watch it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, actually keeping me watching it is actually... You know, that's a great question. Like, I'm... Because really a lot of people the will fall, you know, they'll, they'll yeah. start watching a show and they'll, they'll fall off. You know, we, we, it happens all the time with us. You know, we're yeah, like it doesn't stuff. grab you, but this like 100% grabs you and just keeps you wanting to watch it because the character development, like the characters that keep going and they keep growing and, and like you don't get bored of them because you're actually kind of growing with them. Okay. Beth? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> what, do you, what made you start watching it and why do you keep watching it? Exactly. How many years ago did it start? 2016. <laughs> it wasn't 16? Because yeah. then I didn't start watching until 20. I never even heard of it. It was six years ago. 2016 was the first season, and then 2017 was the second season. Wow. Then 2019, third, and then... Wow. So, um, I guess I would have to say, like, the, the throwback of it, seeing uh, that generation tied into what we knew growing up as like you know seeing what joyce as you know 
Winona Ryder. Like, I grew up with her. Like, I've seen her, so I, I was familiar with her. Is it more the actors, or is it the... Well, at the time, I didn't know the storyline, and I am not like Mike. I do not like horror. <laughs> I am okay with that, not seeing that. So it was more of, like Ellie said, I cared more about the characters. And then once it got going, um, I cared more about how it brought us the three of us as a family together watching the seasons all together seeing it um was more to me that i cared about and that we had something bigger to talk about um that all three of us could be wrapped in so that was more besides star wars besides star wars <laughs> and disney and marvel do you need more what i just needed something, something. else no, that we what tie. you said is very true because there's a lot of families that watch this show together because a lot of the parents are our age and grew up in the 80s, and it's... Whose age, Rich? Mine and Beth's. <laughs> and, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. It definitely caught a younger generation. But it, that's what it, it... You know, the the adults get hooked on the 80s, and it's not like some of the stuff you have now where the 80s are just kind of thrown in there as, you know, window dressing. Where this actually makes you feel like you are watching something taking place in the 80s. That's true. Yeah. What yeah. season was the mall? I mean, that was the season mall three. I used to go to. Like, all that, that, that was the mall. That's where Star I Park? used to go to. Like, you saw it, a kid named Billy die. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Dude, I, I think Billy Max. was in my high school class. I don't Man, know about that. that. Right? There were so many people in my high school class. <laughs> right? It's just sad. Yeah. Ambrose, how about Ambrose. you? Um, I had been heard, I had heard it been like ramped up as like a really good show, and everyone was watching it, basically except for me. So I thought, as soon as the shutdown happened, I thought. This is a, sure, I'll give it a go. And I wrote mom into it, and I like the characters and the fantasy aspect, mostly. Oh, and the D&D. And Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so I remember this very well. So I think we started watching it a year after season one. So 2017, no. maybe? 2018? No, we started watching it a month after, it not even out? a month after it came out. Okay. So I remember, like, we all sat downstairs watching it. I was on my iPad because I was, like, in fourth grade, third grade, something, something like that. Something like that. Oh, my and, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just remember, like, I kept, like, looking up every once in a while. Like, I would pay attention to it, but I would be on my iPad. And then eventually I just set it down and just completely started watching it. And I don't know, like, what made me want to actually start watching it and stuff. But something in like my mind clicked. Like this is the show Dad. that I want to watch. I think that was before TikTok, right? When it yeah. first oh, came it was out. Musically. Oh <laughs> it was musically Lord, that's why. Time. That's why she paid it was before China it was bought it. Before uh, TikTok. <laughs> oh well, then there you go. But like, some, so what think, keeps you watching it now? Probably like the like the characters and all that stuff. Because but, for you and Ambrose, these character the the younger characters are about the age. age. Yeah. yeah. They're our age, and I know we're, we don't understand a lot of this stuff because, like, obviously we weren't around in that time and stuff, but it's kind of cool to see what it was kind of like and stuff and, like, see the styles and how things kind of were. Do you still relate to the characters, even though, like, some of the things, the, the personal things they go through? Sometimes, yes. 
de- it kind of depends on what it is. Like the romance kind of. Is no. <laughs> Are you no. sure? Yes. Well, I would think the, the personal situations pretty much don't really change generation no, to generation. They, they sort of, yeah, the bullying, the, yeah. I mean, I mean like, that, that's changed some because I mean, and the, now the bullying is not tolerated at all. Where back then. It still happens, though. It, it happens, but it, it's not so much out and out. You know, you didn't meet somebody on the on the football field at 315 to go oh, fight yeah. somebody. True, true, true. You know, no, they just you wait until they get home and then boil them. Yeah, bully you didn't you have. You, now you don't, you don't have kids. The, the, the fights that happen in schools now are over quick. Whereas before. I mean, I, I know I was in fights that went from the hallway to the men's bathroom to, you know, outside before a teacher got in there to break it up and you had all the kids around, you know, watching it. See, I was bullied really bad in sixth grade and my school did nothing about it. Like, but not nothing physically happened. bullied. Kind of. I was shoved up against lockers and all that stuff. I feel like bullying now is, is a little bit more hidden. Like, It's more digital. Right. It's more digital. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely been cyber bullied, but like sixth grade was the worst year for me because of being bullied. And mm. stuff. So see, there are, there are aspects that are generational that this show brings to it. I know when I first found out about the show was because everybody was starting to do the, there was the font maker that you could do your name in, in your font or in the Stranger Things font. The opening, you know, Stranger Things title. Oh, okay. So on Facebook, everybody's, you know, picture now became their name in the Stranger Things font. I think I missed that. And I didn't see it for the first week, but then I started hearing some people talking about it. And I think Chris was even talking about, you know, there was this new show that everybody's talking about from the 80s that's a horror show Mm -hmm. that we all should check it out. And, you know, we jumped on and we sat down and watched it and. Well, you and I binged the first season yeah. when we, well, I don't know when, how quickly that we did. But yeah, we, well, I mean, that's what happened. You know, we, Mike and I sat down and binged it because you weren't, Beth, you weren't interested in it because it was horror at first. Yeah, I was all right. And that's then great. I was like, you got to watch this show just because of the eighties part of it. And then we sat down and the three of us sat down and watched it and you were hooked immediately. Well, yeah, it's a different generation. The kids on bikes, the kids with the the basketball shorts and then the <laughs> socks that went up to their knees. I mean, and then, I mean, it hit Main Street and every store had had a all the shirts. And I'm like, back. oh, my God, I wore that. I wore that outfit. I wore those shorts. So, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it resonated a little bit different, you know. There's no way Ambrose could have watched it back then. He was too afraid of any everything when you were that young. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had to wait. Yeah. Even if I knew about it, we wouldn't have watched it. Now, we talk about binging. Now, I know that when season three came out. I loved it. <laughs> we, Beth, Arabella, and I, we, we did a whole camp out thing here in the, in the front room and stayed up and watched the whole season. You know, we just binged right through it. And when we got to the end of it, we were like, that's it? We need more. Mm-hmm. Now, we with season four, you guys watched them once a week. Yeah. yeah. How different is it watching it once a week than binging it? 
Well, we, I've honestly never really binged. Like, and even during the shutdown with Ambrose and I, we watched one a day. Yeah. So we were three seasons behind. So we only watched one per day. So we still like, I guess that's maybe sort of binging, but like not a really. Binge. Like a very slow binge. Because, uh, yeah, we talk about it on here a lot, you know, binging versus yeah. watching them. And we, you know, one of the things we talk about is that when you binge something, you lose that quote unquote water cooler time mm-hmm. to digest it, to talk about it with other people, because you're automatically moving on to the next episode. Right. And you have a tendency not to. You, you lose some of what you've seen because you're already watching the next thing. Right. Whereas if you watch it once a week or even once a day, you have time to process what you watch. Yeah. It gave us time to like talk about it throughout the week and then get excited for the next episode and talk about what we think is possibly going to happen in the next episode. And, um, so, and then it was like, oh, yeah, it's Friday. Right. Like, we get to watch Stranger Things. So, like, and in that aspect, we threw it way back to the 80s when you actually had to wait yes. for the next week's episode. Well, that's you know, early 80s, 90s. Yeah, early 2000s. When... Before DVRs. Well, yeah. But even, <laughs> I mean, like, TiVo. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, we watched part one, part two, the last two episodes in the same weekend. And actually, right. I felt like I lost that water cooler aspect, as you say, because, like, with my patients at work. Right. I use it as a way to relate to my younger patients. Because I'm like, oh, did you see the new Changer things? And then we have something to talk about. Now, like, with Disney Plus, we know that they, you know, their shows, they do one a week. Mm-hmm. Strain, do you think, and this is open for everybody, that season five, the final season for Stranger Things, so do you think sad. it should be all dropped at once, or do you think they should do it once a week? Because that's not Netflix's model. Right. No, but they're also trying to change the model to it. Right. They did it a little differently this time, which was right, kind of nice. splitting it. Yeah, splitting it a little bit. I honestly uh, prefer binging it, because it kind of feels like a movie, and like you don't necessarily get left on a cliffhanger. Yeah, I can sure. I can see that aspect yeah. too. But you sure. don't really have anything to look forward to. Right. Like I do like how they broke it up and we had two more episodes cuz then that's what everybody was talking about. Oh, because yeah, yeah, like I mean even for us, we did the countdown of okay, when's Friday? When is that Friday date going to hit yeah. because she's so excited to see it. Like and everybody talked about it like at work and you know and at the grocery store everyone's like oh my god it's coming it's coming it's gonna be here and, and if they would have they watched dro- it in one night and then we were done yeah. <laughs> but if they would have dropped it all back in may or june whenever that was dropped may okay. we wouldn't be talking about it in july right now no that's true that's yeah because it would have been like done yeah yeah would have been just over but it got dragged out for like yeah. what seven weeks or whatever yeah so if you you know if you break it up, you're going to, you get the more longevity out of the show. Yeah. And Especially with how emotional the last two episodes were compared to the first five or six. Well, aren't like the last Something. bit of each season has been emotional. <laughs> like something has happened at the end of each season. Hmm. Hasn't there? Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I've never gotten like the emotional, like when you see did you, this did you person. Weep? Well, when you see this person die... You, we've said spoilers. You can go into it. Yeah, when you see Eddie die, and that... I mean, that's probably the biggest part, but... Because oh, I was talking to the uncle. Oh, that was... Oh. Well, that, well, even, when, even when you have Max, because when when Max dies, she dies. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I nearly broke Ambrose's hand. No joke. I was holding his hand, and like he's like, Mom, 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 let it go, let it go. It hurt a lot. 
But, he, but it's throughout the whole entire season, though, because when Joyce loses her oh, Bob, yeah. Bob right? oh yes. my gosh, like, dude, you she spoiled that for someone at work. That was so sad. I cried at that one. Yeah, that was sad. And then, I mean, you just you feel it throughout the season. You spoiled like, that for someone at your work. You were so like you were talking to someone like named Bob. They were like, "Hi, I'm Bob," and you were like, "Oh, Bob, but oh, Bob dies. Oh, oh Bob dies. dies. Yeah, but even I, for, I just forgot." Like, like at that time, that was the biggest piece because he died. Like, and it broke Joyce's heart. And it was even brought up now in season four. Mm-hmm. Like, how tough it was for her to be able to to that live through that. But even when somebody oh, like Barb. Lexi Poor dies, Barb. when, you know, when Lexi was died, really that was, that was and that that attributes to the Duffers brothers. Right. Well, yeah, he's the Russian that helps him translate. Oh, yeah. Alexi. Yeah, Alexi. Alexi. I heard Lexi. I'm like, who the hell's Lexi? <laughs> but, but that also goes into the Duffer Brothers writing because they can take a character that you're introduced to in that same season, kill them off. And you're emotionally wrecked by that one. You know, well, characters. that's what I was saying. That's what keeps making me want to watch it is the character development is so good. I, Don't look at me like that. Yeah, but well, Bob let's dying, go. It, I mean, yes, it broke my heart, but it, it wanted me to get with, you know, Joyce to get with. <laughs> wanted you to get with Joyce? No, Joyce Hopper. to get with. Hopper. With Hopper, right? Like, he had to go. Like, right. I, I, you know, it broke my heart, but, like, let's move on. But that's that's going to be. Sorry, Bob, you got to go. But it so, broke my heart. <laughs> they didn't rush that relationship, though. Oh, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, they all have well, that their was issues. definitely a slow burn. Yeah. I felt bad for Steve yeah. in season four because he practically confesses his love for Nancy again. For the second time, and she still rejects him. She doesn't reject she doesn't him. Re- she's with somebody else. Right. Yeah. That's but, a different okay. aspect. This is what happens when we do it. We jump around so much. <laughs> so, with Jonathan in season four, he should have died. You don't. No. At, at this point, wow. you don't really want wow. him with Nancy. Wow. You don't what? Really want him with Nancy anymore? The beginning of the season, he was just like they were. They both were like. Uh, you were kind of creepy. They, they were making yeah, excuses yeah, to not just, see each other. Yeah, they were in their own heads. It was that long distance. I was that pretty was... unimpressed with him once he started like clearly being like a total pothead. And I'm like, okay, really, Jonathan? Do people yeah. forget that? Yeah, but you gotta understand too, though. Look at look at what their family went through. Oh, like, yeah. can you imagine? I guarantee, out of the six of us, if that would have happened to one of us, someone at this table would have been a pothead. I'm just yeah, saying. I would want to try <laughs> sorrows too. I'm not. If we would have seen what. They saw like in real yeah. time. Would have been okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> one we'll of us would have we'll been there. Would have, um, could have, should have. Right? Yeah, but I get your point. Like there wasn't really <laughs> much of a storyline. <laughs> 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 one of us will. Before yeah, when the happens. California earthquake happens and it, you know, <laughs> yeah, we open the up and see, we see, you know, red lava with vines growing out of it. It's an earthquake. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, we so got when it. we get off the show, there's. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, Jonathan, his the character, the, the way he was written this time was very aloof, very much not really wanting to, I mean, he, you know, he was, he was telling Nancy, they were supposed to be getting what, a, applying to the same schools and stuff. They were supposed to get into the same college. And he decides that, you know, he really he doesn't, doesn't want, want to, to go anymore, that he's already starting to pull away from her. And they both kind of do, though. But the, but see, the only way that it can work where neither one of them is the bad guy is if Jonathan pulls away from Nancy. Yeah. 
Because Jonathan essentially wants to pull away from Nancy to be closer to his family. Because he doesn't want to leave Will or Joyce because he's... Yeah, I I feel I feel like he feels like he's like the man of the house. He can't Pretty leave much. them. They didn't yeah. they didn't introduce any new love interest for him, so Oh, you mean so he wouldn't be so, leaving Nancy for another girl. Yeah, yeah so yeah. like you said, it'd be for the family. And especially with, you know, Will seemingly needing him more now. Yeah. Well, do people forget that he's in season one, he's a bit of a creep. He literally takes a photo of Nancy and Steve doing it. Like, well, that's why Steve breaks his camera and everyone gets mad at Steve for doing that. Yeah, but yeah. Steve's character has evolved. He has major character development. Thing. Yeah. So we'll just go yeah. with, with each, we'll, we'll go through each character since we've already started with Jonathan. Steve. We'll go with Steve now since we started. Steve's character has probably the been the, developed. have the biggest arc so far. Yeah. He's got the best hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's debatable. <laughs> That's Why? Who else does? Eddie. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Eddie's turn, sweetie. <laughs> he went. Steve went from being the preppy rich kid douche, douche to being the, the father of the group. The 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 yeah the, the mom the, of the group. The dad of the group. The mom of the group. Not the dad. The mom. No, no you call him. You call him the dad no. because Joyce is the mom of the group. Yeah. You no, know, really. That's where Hopper is. I think Steve was more. He had to mature, and and what's her face calls him out on that. Um, Nancy. Nancy calls him out on that and says, you know, like, oh, you're really changing. You're not that, you know. He wasn't that conceited kid. They you touched know. on that. Yeah, well, right. They they touched on it that well, he's not he, who he gives her props. Yeah. Like you are the one that gave me the kick in the ass to so like mm. no. Yeah, exactly. But even when you look yeah. at him with season season two with Dustin, and then how he is with the other kids. You know, he really starts to, quote-unquote, be the babysitter. and Well, he says, why am I always the babysitter? Right. And yeah, he, but Mike's point's right. Like, he was a douche in the beginning. He totally like, was. Big time. Like, not even... Not even and it's not there. like anybody really looked up to him. They didn't. They so. just... I think, I think throughout the seasons, they were trying to figure out a way to evolve him a little bit. And so... Yeah. To see which one, who's going to love him, who's going to fall, you know, for that hair. The relationship with <laughs> Steve and Dustin is the sweetest thing ever. Well, it's like, like it's like a brother to him. Yeah. Because he's an only child. Yeah. But like, but are well, we calling Dustin him Dustin or are we calling him Dusty? Yeah, what, yeah, what's that, his, what are we calling Dusty him? Dusty Bun. Yeah, his name's Dusty. <laughs> Why are we calling him Dustin? Because like, that's, that's his, his name. actual name. But we call him Dusty. Everyone. If you want to be like Susie, call him Dusty Bun. She's Why would I want to be like Susie? No one calls him Dusty, except for Susie, who no. calls him Dusty Bun. Yeah. Who calls him Dusty? No one. Probably his mom. Yes, his At mom most does. his mom, yeah. yeah. Do we ever know, find out, like, where his dad is? Are we to assume that he's working? Is he We're out of the picture? Assuming, yeah. Well, if you notice, the parents are, especially the dads in this show, other than Hopper, are very... The Wheelers. The Wheelers' dad. He's, he's got issues. He's got but issues. I was thinking about this today because... Are we on the parents now? Is this yeah, the yeah, next character? Well, you, <laughs> a lot of the 80s movies and shows that the dads were sort of like... No, that's how dads were. Steve is kind of the parent mom. You know, dads, the dad. dads weren't involved in anything until you made a mistake. And right. then, yeah. wait till your father gets home. Oh, like the Mormon dad that, that, was that like we see 50s. in season four? No. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Susie's dad. Susie's dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a weird. That was a weird household. Oh, well, that was a like, <laughs> hey, we have too many so kids. Many we have no idea what's going on. Okay, I, so Steve, you know, we've seen a nice uh, evolution of Steve, where, but he, he also confesses to Robin too. But then Robin shoots him down. Robin, his relationship with Robin is amazing. Are we talking about yeah. Robin now? No, we're still talking about Steve. Oh my god. <laughs> His, his his relationship with Robin is amazing. Steve because, Star Wars. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, because okay. the way he is with her, you know, he talks about all his conquests and you know all these girls he's sleeping with and stuff like that. And she can relate. And so she's I'm just thinking like, that yeah. Steve is your well, favorite she's, character. No, she's the guy friend that can give girl advice. Yes, yeah. you know, which Who? is uh, Robin. Robin. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is this we're talking about <laughs> Robin now? No, well, we're moving on to Robin. In, in a way, know. in a way, Robin is Ducky. Who? Okay. Oh. Yeah. yeah. From 16 from, Candles. Yeah, yeah, from 16 oh. Candles. Pretty in Pink. Oh. Pretty, yeah, Pretty in Pink. I was going to say, maybe uh, I... We just watched these. I thought we were talking it, about Lynn before time. No. In a way... In a way, he, you know, it's that type of best friend character, but they've reversed it where it's the girl. Right. Because yeah. they've even admitted now, if, if Ducky was written now, Molly Ringwald said, if you know, if they were done that now... Our Ducky dad. would have came out the end of it and then admit that he was a gay, that he was a homosexual. Right, right. Yeah, well, but I, I mean, I told you I read that article that that the whole cast was given a list of movies that they had to watch, and one of them was Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, Goonies, all, Goonies Stand by Me. All those movies mm. were is what the list they had to go through to watch because they wanted a piece of all of that into this show. It's like Margot Robbie, so it was like a combination. So in what mm. it's like Margot Robbie, um, like doing research for Harley Quinn. Like she read thousands and thousands of comic books and watched everything with Harley Quinn in it. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Uh, and That's so now she's doing a Barbie do. show. So yeah, <laughs> and she's gotten every Barbie doll. <laughs> uh, Watched all the Life in the Dream House. Oh, okay, so Robin. Yes, let's talk what, about Robin. What do we think about Robin? Awesome. She has, she's great for this generation now. What her like sort of aloof like goofiness no, or like but what aspect? Her being a uh, homosexual, with her being a part of the LGBTQ, it gives. More people now a character to relate to more. Yes, um, which in the eighties, in the eighties, you really you know, and there, there's things that take, took place in the eighties, you know, that you see in Pretty in Pink and all the others with language and things. When you just speaking, you know, it just in slang and you know the way you would talk to people and you know what you would call each other that they won't do in this show because this generation. It's, you know, geared towards... Being PC. Yeah, being PC. Uh-huh. But the Robin character, and even even uh, Will to a degree, because... W- I feel bad for Will. No, let's stick with Robin. Please, let's so talk with about Robin. Robin. So I'm with so Robin, excited to talk about Robin. The, with Robin <laughs> of the, the angst of wanting to come out to people, but not being able to because knowing what they would think and how they would treat her mm. is very much how... People that were, you know, homosexual, LGBTQ plus, were in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, you you didn't dare tell people who that you, you know, if you were a girl, you didn't dare tell people you liked another girl. You can, although that would have been more acceptable than if you know a boy told another boy they liked him. But you can 
you kind of see that a little bit with Vicky and Robin at the end. Like, you could tell Vicky definitely likes her. Yes. But they're too scared to say anything to each other because what if one person's like, oh, you're a freak, and then runs out? Well, because if, if she tells Vicky, and then Vicky is not... Ready. Ready. Yeah. She's going to run and tell everybody, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, that's... All of a sudden, you know, she gets ostracized. There was some show or movie that had that situation play out, and then that person then still feels bad... Yes. ...by spreading that that rumor or whatever, but she didn't want it to land on her. Right. Them, or I can't remember who it was. So, Beth, tell us about Robin. (laughs) <laughs> well, you guys totally went down that road. Not that I'm just missing that road whatsoever, but when she's first introduced in what season three, three. right? Like that's not the Robin I embrace. Like Robin was working at the scoops ahoy. scoops ahoy. Like the interaction that she had with Steve, it was just that overall personality that you know, just say it like it is. You know, don't hold back. Like that, just. When she started uh, intercepting or writing down the Russian yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was totally on on yeah. that piece. It was more empowering to see her like that. And she was just different than what you've seen before. Not having, not saying it's It's almost like bad. she flipped roles. She went from being so, I you know, empowering, and then I'll say whatever's on my mind, to having to hold back no. what she was really feeling. Heck no. The Even in other... season four, she just flat out saying... I'm not going to stay in this boat. I'm jumping out of the boat and I'm jumping in the water. She just flat out says it. Like, I don't think she was ever held back. I just think. I mean, I mean with her sexuality. But that's how you guys intercepted it. Like, I wasn't even watching it for her sexuality. I'm that's... watching it as the character that she was, the empowering one. It, it wasn't about sexuality for me. That's it was... what, that, we never said that's why we were watching it, though. Yeah, but, but immediately. Based off of you two, when we, as soon as we said Robin, you guys went immediately to her sexuality, to that storyline in Stranger Things. Whereas I saw it as she's a strong female role character. Do I think Robin is stronger than Steve? No, what's her name? Nancy. Nancy. I do. Like I, I do yeah. think Robin is a stronger character than than Nancy is. Like. Can she go? She has Nancy kick, has guns. And kick then... butt faster than than Nancy can. Yeah, I do, and that has nothing to do with sexuality whatsoever. That just she's a stronger character for me than Nancy is. But you guys went a different route and said it different first. But I loved her for her loyalty. Yeah, right. Like for that that I'm gonna I'm a I'm a girl boss, right? Like I'm gonna take it as I'm a girl. Like I'm gonna go that way. I feel like as soon as Not she, like I'm a girl boss that likes other girls. Like, I'm no. just a girl boss. Like, does that make sense? Yes. Um, but the, the sexuality piece is fine. Like, that has nothing. But in my mind, that has nothing to do with it. That is, like, such, to me, like, in her character, that's such a, a small aspect of it. Like. Of who she really is. Who she is. Yeah. Like, because who she is is a loyal, amazing, incredibly smart friend right yeah like, and and just would give anything for the people she loves exactly that's how i see yeah. her exactly and it's just like you guys when you talked about steve you never talked about steve being a heartthrob or being a player. a player we like, did like we, we mentioned little, we briefly yeah but you that's not how you started off right the first thing we said about steve was one he's a douche like not meaning that in a bad way right 
But we never How said. How else would you mean it is? <laughs> I don't know. But do you good kind of good? Yeah, yeah, right. But do you see my point? You never went after that aspect with Steve. But right I'm not away, going but after it. I'm, I'm not. It's not. It was only really for the first season, though, and then a little bit of the second. Maybe. You're making it like we're exploiting her sexuality, yeah. and we're not. We're just that is a very big part of her character this season. See, I don't see season that's four. Such a big. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, guess like, that's I, where I'm I get there's like too. that hurdle, but yeah. I, it's like it's there. It's in the background. It's it's a part of the story. It's a part of who she is. Um, but, see, but that's not something I dwell on. Yeah, um, exactly. It's not dwelling on it. It's it's acknowledging it. And uh, what kind of a struggle like she must have been going that she was going through in the eighties? Because I knew people that were going through that exact same thing. I'm sure. I'm sure. And then in season five, I guarantee they're going to explore it even more. Season five, I hope they really put the relationship between Dusty and what's her name, Susie. Susie. Like we didn't even say what happened to that relationship. Like they haven't gotten there yet. They're still friends. Uh, well, the, they didn't. They didn't say it in season four what that relationship is. Right? They're still friends. Um, they know each other. They're still but, together, but they didn't really. There was yeah. so much other stuff going on that they didn't. Right. So that's my point. So it's one of the things point. that Maya Hawk has said that the Duffer Brothers have done for her is they've started. They started writing her character the way she normally speaks when she's yeah. nervous. Absolutely. Yeah. She said it on Jimmy Fallon. And like, very fast, yeah, when yeah. she just yeah. unloads. You know, like she even says it. I absolutely her mouth comes love out. that. Right. And in, in yeah. fact, she did a, a, an interview with Jimmy Kimmel. No, excuse me, Jimmy with Jimmy Fallon. Fallon and oh. she's just, that's how she's talking. Wrong da, 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 There's a lot of Jimmys. Well, I love when she's like, what are we calling him? Beckna? Okay, Beckna slash Like she does it so well, obviously, exactly. since apparently that's how she speaks anyway. Well, but yeah, yeah. so to incorporate it and, Absolutely. you know, and they did, they incorporated her sexuality because of her, because of Maya's sexuality. Um, that was one reason why they, they chose to make Robin Okay. Sure. Well, yeah. the reason why I met which is which is a nice touch for them to acknowledge that within the actress herself. Absolutely, I there's hands down didn't didn't mean any disrespect in any way. I, I'm just saying I saw her in a different light when she first appeared on screen. And that's, that's good. All I'm that's saying. that's great. I mean, and, and it should be. Do you like Robin Ambrose? No. You know, really? <laughs> here, why is that? Why? She's very scrawny. So what do you mean scrawny? Physically? I like her character. Yeah. I wasn't asking, are you attracted to her? Ah, I see. Do you like her as a character? Yes. Okay, there you go. The reason why I brought up her sexuality first. I was like, scrawny. Okay, I got it. The, The reason why I brought up her sexuality first is because I know there's a lot of kids this generation scared to talk to anyone about it. And I know like this was a big struggle in the 80s but like i have friends that are so scared to talk about it to their parents because their parents have actually told them like hey like this is this is about like one of my friends i get it i get it i get it i get it and i'm glad that you did and i'm glad we have open conversations about it i just didn't want you to think i'm dismissing what you're saying because i'm not i was just saying i see her differently like I would never say she's scrawny, but <laughs> but see that's see, we why we all we all see things differently, and that's a great part of why we can have open discussions regarding. Like, so, would you guys see Robin? Uh, is she a supporting character, or is she one of the main characters to you? Supporting, supporting. She 
depends on how season five takes it. I because I I see Robin I see Robin as more of a main character even in season three. She 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 what Maya Hawk brought to that role brought it to the forefront because you could have even said that Max when she was introduced was a supporting character. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it came to the forefront. This season, yeah, she became a main character. Yeah. Because the story revolved more around her. Right. Was it really like season three that Robin came in? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And see, and that's that's why you also can't think of her really as a supporting character. You know, where you get somebody like Argyle or Eddie or... Because she didn't die. She stayed well, around. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Because he, I could be talking about Bob. I'm just not. Barb. See, Bob's Bob. a supporting character. Yeah, you know? Barb is. I see her as a supporting Barb character. Is. I feel like Barb she develops. The, uh, well, I get. I mean, she is starting to become, but I still wouldn't Barb see her as a supporting. Was Nancy's kind of support a little bit. For she was five her, minutes. Barb's not even. A, Bar- Barb's not. A, that, Barb's like a. a guest starring role. Well, Barb is what we needed to get Nancy to be feeling some serious guilt so that then Vecna can use that against her in season four. So then, you know, that was like four seasons in the making. Okay, so let's talk about Max. And then we're we're saving, as we're saying, you know, we're saving the main characters for last. So like Al, Will, Mike... So Dusty Bun, Dusty Bun, <laughs> he had a great character. What What would you say about Max? Miss her. Yeah. Think she may get powers in season five from L. Now, everybody's <laughs> Does talking. Does she have enough meat for you, Ambrose? <laughs> I'm leaving. You can't. You're trapped. I'm leaving. Oh no! So <laughs> did you just I can break windows. Max comes on in season two. Season two, yes. Definitely, you know, she, she's there to give Elle a, another girl but in the group. But they didn't really hit it off until season three, because Elle kind of dismisses her in season two. Yes. Like, yeah, because she thought she was she stealing the Yeah, yeah. she was stealing her man. Yeah. Get away from Mike. He's mine. <laughs> or I use my crazy powers against you. Well, think about it. I mean... L really is Go the. Ahead. Are we talking about L or Max? We're talking about Max, but L's relationship with Max had to evolve. In somehow, somehow. Yes, because you got to think, L's very much the child of the group. She doesn't she's, know she doesn't, you know, she she's the one that doesn't know what's going on in the real world as far as. Hey, Angela, we hate her. How how things how dynamics really work or things like that because she never got to experience it. So when you have somebody like Max all of a sudden come in, it's another you know, like girl lead. It, like well, another it's another it's it's, it's 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 a who's the alpha group? Who's the alpha girl of the group? Who's supposed to be the one? Eleven. Her badass powers take you out. Yeah, yeah but, but emotionally that. she she's not there. Like right. That. Yeah. So when when somebody comes in, that's you know all of a sudden knows more about what's going on in the world and things like that, it's going to be threatening for her. Yeah. They, up until they have the, the sleepover the first time, that's she when goes. they first... The first, like, actual interaction with them together is Elle going for Max for boy advice. Yes. And then they go to Starcourt, see, like, everyone there, and then they go home, have a sleepover. And, and... get close at the mall, too, wasn't it? What? Did yeah, they, get, they did shop. They, yeah, yeah. They shop, yeah. That was their big friendship yeah. moment. 
spark. Mm-hmm. Yay for story. Arcs. But even even in season three, you know, Max has a lot dealing with because Billy is Dies. well abusive, but he's all over the place. Oh, yeah. Trauma. You know, he he's he's the vessel in that one. I didn't like Max at first in the second season. I don't think yeah. anyone really did. I think that was the yeah. whole point. I did. I thought I thought she was a very interesting character to bring in. It was very unexpected to bring in that type of character. You know that that dynamic Sadie with Sink. she does a great job of playing her. Yeah, uh, the, but here's the thing about this season, the Kate Bush song, you know, Called- which really annoying. <laughs> if you if you listen to the words, and, and the whole album, no, I have it on here to play. The whole the song actually talks about a girl going into a coma. Running up a hill. No, going. But it, <laughs> so her album, her album is is done like where story. it's it's a story, mm. and the songs you know all tie in together. Mm. And there's like three songs that really will tell you exactly what happens to Max going forward. Mm. About you know the going into a coma is so in don't there. Don't listen to it. <laughs> and it gives away Dave. what Spoilers. is maybe going to happen. And some of the speculations yeah. about That's season cool. five. That's cool. Especially, I mean, you, you have to go back then, obviously, to listen to the entire album of Kate Bush, or at least those three songs. Correct. And unless you tie that together, most most people are not going to know that. Nope. It's true. Just like Vecna's been around since season one. No one knew. Right. Mm-hmm. And... Was yeah. he in that first season? No. No, oh, no. Okay. This is the first time actually introducing him, but like. Well, yeah. Oh, technically, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Okay. So yeah. So you know, with Max, now we get to the point where she she dies, and Eleven brings her back. And now we have to. And she's in a coma when we leave her in yeah. season four. We have to have a hypothesis for it. Hypothesis. What's your hypothesis for it? <laughs> to be fancy. Um, but I personally think that she gets powers from Elle because Elle technically brought her back. Does Lucas te- know that Elle brought her back? No. Or n- n- No, because right. she was in, she Elle was didn't in her tell mind. anybody. Right. Correct. Except for the people that were there. Yeah. Because so. Elle, Elle was still in New Mexico. Yeah. Was so, New Mexico? Yeah. Because they were in the um, they were in the Surfer Boy Pizza. We had Surfer Boy Pizza, Surfer Boy Pizza, and Cherry Slushies watching this season. But also, when when she's bringing her back, you do see like a glowing light go from L into Max. Right. So that's you know it, that's where there's a lot of theory that or hypothesis <laughs> hypotheses. <laughs> hypotheses that. L has, you know, transferred some of her power to Max. Right. Which would be interesting. Which would be a really cool development. Because Max, let's say, you talking about, uh, you talking about, <laughs> I want to say Maya, but I just, Robin. Robin. You, you, you talk about Robin being a very strong female character. So is Max. Especially in season four. The way she stands up to to Vecna when she goes in and she's the only one that was able to hold him off and even get to him. To actually survive him. Well, but she's she, a strong emotional character because to go through the trauma that she has experienced and know that she has to try and throughout all her difficulties, try and find those 
happy memories. It's like freaking Harry Potter going on, going and trying to find your Patronus, she right? Did, and like Harry had literally no happy memories to go off of, so he found like flying or whatever. Like she's like, okay, skateboarding or like, and then the love of my friends. Like that's all yeah. I have to go off of because everything else sucks. So to be able to take all that. Um, negativity in her life and find those little minuscule aspects of happiness and love to try and fight this demon basically sure is very powerful but even even when she's in the upside down and she's able to you know or i guess she's not really in the upside down she's mentally there i guess to get out of the house to get out of the you know the areas where Vecna is the strongest (laughs) to you know to get him in places that he's more vulnerable and be able to take advantage of him in those places Mm -hmm. it tells a lot about her character um okay so what about the main people what about let's go with we're still missing a special person I'm saving I'm saving that We're missing Argyle. Are you talking about Susie? Argyle. No. <laughs> but see, okay, even even the supporting characters, you know, you got your Susies, you got your Argyles, you know, Bobs and all those. Bobs and all those. <laughs> those characters. The ones that die, you mean? But but there's, those characters have, have a rich story going on with them. I feel you go into You go into Susie's house, it's you, a zoo. Yeah. You can see how chaotic it is and how, like, the only thing's keeping her, like, kind of... Sane is everything in her room, and like that's it. And then Dusty Bun. I don't, I don't know how much beyond what we saw for her well, that they're going to explore. Well, we saw a figment plush, so that brings Wait, some Disney did? into it. There is a figment plush Sweet in it. crap. <laughs> well, you can tell why she likes computers, because computers are mathematical and things yeah. are exactly are the way they're supposed to be where everything else in her life She's is really is chaotic. That, to me that was exactly why you do that household the way it is yeah i liked it uh okay so what about nancy don't like her that much i she's an okay character i kind of is she is she physically all right for you <laughs> are we gonna bring this up every time yes, yes. Uh, we're, we're talking about scrawny for yeah. my hawk on natalia diaries I never really liked Nancy. I've always kind of hated her. I kind of, I always hate is such a strong word. I thought she was always kind of stuck up. Like she was, I kind of thought felt like she thought she was better than everyone else at some point or another, or like she tried to be better than everyone else. She like, tried, but like the first season, she didn't. She was very mousy. I just yeah, she was. Just, she was. She was the one picked on. I just felt like she was very stuck up. I don't really <laughs> think she was in the second season that much. Probably not. She was, but the second season had... Mainly like Steve and Dustin. Well, because you remember, the second season also had like number eight and Elle going into God. New York and things like that. Oh, yeah. Which they still haven't addressed. Elle being goth? What, Beth, <laughs> what do you think of Nancy? I don't she like how she likes <laughs> What? I don't like, like how she dresses. I don't like how she dresses. No, we're just wait, talking about it, basically wait, 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 wait. Time, out. time out. Do you not like how she dresses is because you dress that way? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Is it the hair? It, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Like, well, well, I mean, you have Max hair going on, so. The color. 
just a color, but Nancy was my cut. Actually, Barb was my cut. <laughs> I had Barb's you glasses, too. You love Barb. You had Barb's Barb, glasses. Yeah. You had, had Barb's, Barb's cut. I, yeah, it is what it was. She's... Nancy's a Nancy's a very interesting character. She's she has. Guys. I just don't have a connection Floral. to Nancy. Like I just don't. I yeah. don't think a lot of people like do. I enjoyed her uh, very Clarice moment going in to talk oh, to yeah. uh, Mr. Creel. Oh, yeah. That was very much Hannibal. Well, yeah. was totally I, I Hannibal. That. And yeah. you know who that was, right? Yeah. That was Robert England. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. It's a great, great little that, addition. That's a very that cool scene moment. for Robin was amazing for her. Because she, re- Robin really got into it in that scene. Like, talking to, like, the guy at the front, going to see Victor Creel, and all uh-huh. that stuff. Like, that was a great moment for Robin. I, I like Nancy because she, I like the fact that she's very analytical. And that she she has a tendency, you talk about a strong character. That developed that was forced to become a strong character, and that's Nancy. I mean, you know, when she, when you see her at Steve's house in the beginning, she seems like she's going to be the girl in the horror film that gets killed. Well, yeah, it's always she doesn't. Fun. You know, she's not the, the dumb Nancy. one who just runs towards it. <laughs> but you almost don't see her as the Nancy from Freddy, Freddy or Nancy that's from Nightmare and Stri- Nightmare on Elm Street. That's who she. But that's who she is. is. Yeah. That's why they chose the name Nancy. Yeah. I was gonna say, which don't make sense. I'm now physically gonna have nightmares because we not only brought up Freddy Krueger, but oh, we brought up oh, Nightmare. Oh, stop it! It does have some it references. I know Bob yeah. talks about it. Oh, oh yeah, there's a ton. Yeah. He talks I'm actually, about there being like a a, cl- a clown in his yeah. hometown or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of makes it well because the original story is based off of. A Stephen King novel. Right. And then, Stranger Things? Yes. Yeah. Their know. original idea was it was supposed to be off of... Um, I gotta look it up, but... Yeah. Something uh, like that. Now that we've said that... They because they actually show one of the characters reading the book this season. Was it at the end when Lucas is reading it to... Yes. Okay. He's, re- he's reading the, the oh, Stephen yeah, yeah, King. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, talisman. It's a talisman. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what it was originally going to be, and that's what the spinoff is supposed to be about. Yeah. There's a spinoff? There's going to be a Stranger Things spinoff. Yes, there is. Is it going to be from Magna's point of view? Like, all at the Upside Down? It's just going to be the mind. The only thing the Duffer Brothers has said is going to be something that they've never done before. It's going to be the mind player. Like, absolutely, completely different spider things. How Jonathan actually is Stephen (laughs) King. (laughs) That'd be interesting. That would be funny. Um, That would be cool if he got on the Stranger Things TV. uh, Okay, so what about Lucas? He had moments, but he didn't really play a big part in this, except for, like, saving, well, quote unquote, saving Max. Like, he didn't really have that much stuff to him. But it's high school. He wanted to try and be part of the cool crowd. Which happens. There's always one. There's always one in the group that wants to to expand out and do the other things and stop being picked on and wants to to be, you know. Popular. 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 She's saying, Ambrose, put in some input. No, he was when he was talking. He was always looking at me, so oh. he was not near his mic. So I was telling him to go near his mic. What do you think about Lucas? He's interesting. Can you relate to him? No. 
No. Is he scrawny? But he plays D&D. He's scrawny. He does play D&D. He plays D&D and he's also into sports. like a horse. Well, Ambrose is not into sports and has no interest in being the cool kid. So is that why you can't... You could probably relate more to Dustin. That's why I relate to Lucas because of gymnastics and then also me wanting to be a part of the cool crowd and stuff. Um, There is a lot of blowback towards the Duffer brothers because the one character that gets a gun pulled on happens to be a black child and i you know what i didn't even think about that i think that that's just people reading into things yeah because like i didn't even i mean yes i noticed of course but i wasn't thinking again again i wasn't thinking about robin's sexuality i wasn't thinking about Lucas's ethnicity, but there's a yeah. lot of yeah. there. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that are saying there's a lot of anti-Semitism in the Senate. Good job, Semitism in it, especially with you know, Hopper. Um, and no, it just they even even it. It, you know, there's a lot of they have a lot of problems with Hopper in Russia and things like that, and just there's a bits always there's always going to be people the the vocal minority that are going to. Just rip things to shreds yes. and not just yeah, accept the fact that this is just entertainment and you need to not be so sensitive. But, well, you know, yeah, unfortunately, but, unfortunately for somebody like Lucas and even, you know, the actors, they get thrown into things like this when it's just part of the story. Yeah, but if you even think about it, back in the 80s, if, if there was T-shirts, and I'm sure there was, but if there was a real... You know, Hellfire Club with the demon on the front of them. It'd like, be torn to shreds. It, I mean, it's. Hi, when I wore when I wore uh, Metallica Master Puppets to school, I was thought of as a demon and a freak and a devil worshiper. Well, that's what everything that Eddie went through. Well, I was yeah. walking past our church for our house the other day wearing my Hellfire shirt, and they all looked at me like I was something like dead. Like they terrified him. No, but, but going back to Lucas real quick, Lucas got the better of the kid that had the gun on him. He killed so, him. You know, no, he didn't. No, the he didn't thing opening him. up killed him. Yeah, killed yeah the him. thing that sliced him in half killed him. No, but he. he oh, did. and Vecna oh, killed yeah. him. Yeah. He definitely got the better of him, and you know, and he, you know, which to me. If you want to talk about, you know, if you really want to try to, to boil this down to race or, you know, race, racism or pulling a gun on the, you know, a kid of, to me, Lucas showed his strength there, you know. He pulled his weight. He, yeah. You know, he, he was going to put himself in between Max and the other guy no matter what. Well, Jason didn't. And he was going to be there for his friends. Jason doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. Well, the kid hadn't slept since his girlfriend got murdered. So, I mean, you have to put yourself also in his shoes. His girlfriend literally got murdered. And he's trying to find out. And is he doing it the right way? One of his friends got murdered. One of his friends got murdered. He still thinks it's Eddie. Well, you know what? Like, he he didn't know. And he's trying to point fingers at somebody. And it's the easiest thing is to point it at this guy. And is that right? No, but also... Like the the guy's been through and seen some really Okay, so how about Dustin? Dusty Buns. What about Dusty Buns? I kind of feel like he carries the show a little bit. He carries it a little bit. What do you mean by that? Like everyone tell, says Elle's the main character and all that stuff, but you barely see her. You see Dustin figuring out a lot of the stuff. 
Dustin is the heart of the show. Dustin's, Dustin's yeah. the one that holds everybody together. Not according to Will's drawing. Just kidding. That's that is true. Yeah. Well, Will, he's a little fruity. He likes hey. Mike. Hey. Um, we all know that, though. But that's not condoned on this show. You don't talk like that. Um, you don't talk like what? Fruity. Um, I know that Will... No, excuse me. That Mike is considered the heart of it, but Dusty, Dustin, to me, is the one that really gets everybody going and gets everybody to do what they need to be doing and to, for them to find their own strengths. He's that innocence. Definitely the innocence. You know, yeah. I love that about him. And he, yeah, he reminds me of Ambrose. Or Ambrose reminds me of him. But you Ambrose, is he the right... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> He is definitely a comic relief. Yeah. The innocence as in like um, he's true to himself and what he likes. He likes D&D. He, he is nerdy. I really don't care like what anybody thinks of me. This is just who I am. And right. that's why he reminds That's why Ambrose reminds me of Dustin. See, because that's how Ambrose is. And then like Nintendo and all that stuff, like Ambrose kind of reminds me of Will for how much Will loves D&D and how much he loves Nintendo and all that stuff. Like, he loves, he, that's all well, you're, Will you're wants thinking, to you're, do. You're talking Pretty about, much. well, and L. You're talking about, um, Will. Activities, not traits. Will wants to do L. Oh, not Will. <laughs> I was thinking Mike. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so what about Mike? Mike's a jerk. He's right there. <laughs> I'm a jerk. So. Such an ass. I mean, not Mikey. I mean, yeah, Mike, I okay, how does Mike not notice Will crying in the car? Like, yeah, that's where are your ears? Like, I feel like, like the wheelers have commitment issues. Wasn't he stifling it? He was supposed to be stifling it. It was more towards the audience then, than towards. Right. Well, I guess, but you could still see his shoulders moving. You know, those like guys. I'm not going to address that. Like, it's uh, also when know. somebody walks you're in a room, especially at that age, though, you're not going to say, "Dude, what's wrong?" But Jonathan, but Jonathan has to. Jonathan, Jonathan has to because he's the he's yeah. the bro- the brother, the father figure for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we already addressed it. He's the man of the house. He's Beth, what do you think of Mike? Shrug shoulders. I'm glad. I'm so glad Ethan sideways. is still on the show this week. <laughs> I, I, don't I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I think no he's opinion. a typical '80s boy that's oblivious to to all the worlds. I think that's he 80s. has commitment issues. Yeah, like, like like oh, Mike yes, had a point. Like but... you know, you could be crying or walking or having feelings, and you just don't notice. Elle you know? said that she loves him. And Mike never said anything back until the very end, until it was like a kind of life or death moment right there. Because that's a trope in a lot of... That's very much a trope. In movies and TV anyway, when you're trying to showcase, oh, the, the guy never says I love you. You also have to have a reason for him to say it later on. I like so literally that way... had to punch this Mike in the head and say, hey, I like you. We should go out in order for him to go, hey, that's a great idea. But he also lies to us. Yeah. Okay, Ambrose, three. what do you think of him? Like I stated, he's a jerk. But why? Because he's uh, solitary. I don't know. He's just very. It doesn't really. So when Will calls anymore. him the heart, 
You're like, what is, in the hell is? Do you guys agree with that? Is he no. hard? No, no, but no. Like, he's, he's, he's Will's heart. Like Will yeah, has, has a heart some for development him going, like seasons one through the, three, and then no, got only lost. the first two seasons were good for him. Now it's kind of downhill, and he doesn't really play a part that much. Well, he hangs on to L, and that's how he continues to play a part. But that's it. He doesn't really have a purpose there now. Right. Okay. What about what about uh, Will? Because this season, with season four, we did see more of a stronger dynamic with Will and L, and more of a connection with them. More brother sister. Yes. Well, yeah, because now they live together, and and now yeah. that Hopper and Joyce are together, mm-hmm. hopefully, oh, yeah. no, it's confirmed. They don't like live together yet, or anything. They probably will, I assume. But like, well, they've had a funeral for him, so they'll have a wedding for him. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God, Joyce is marrying a corpse. (laughs) No, uh, but seriously, Will, what's everybody think of Will? Well, okay, so I continued to think throughout, and I don't know if this is what we're talking about, but anyways, so. In talking about Stranger Things, thank you. We've diverted so many times that. It doesn't no, matter. I, I really do feel bad. like we've talked to we've talked about Will like five times already, but we'll go circle back to well, the same. Mm. So when Will was stuck in the upside down, they talked about how the the, the particles became came into him, and they had to like sort of draw that out of him, and uh-huh. that's how he was being possessed and stuff like that. Did anybody else not have like a problem with them spending so much time in the upside down? And I'm thinking, are all these people going to have particles inside so. of them the whole time? And I kept thinking, like, why well, is this a gate? What? They found the gates. Because it's still the particles of the air. Like, they're still still inhaling that, which was the whole issue with Will, is that he spent so much time in the Upside Down. What if the Will that came back isn't the real Will? Or he's still connected, and he's going to be sort of that... um, um, No, 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 I know, but he's going to be maybe that vessel for Vecna. You know, I feel like like because who knows if Becca still actually has a body? They might not, and he might just be a part of the whatever that is. Well, because he did say he feels the second they got back into like, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You saw, you saw the hairs on his neck. Stand I up. personally yeah. feel like season five is going to be his season. Well, something was under. He's going. Yeah. I think he's going to die in season five. So we, what if what if that isn't the will that came back? Or what if will that came back isn't the real will? So. Then the real Will isn't in love with Mike. Yeah, I don't understand that. I think if it wasn't the real Will, you wouldn't have all that emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It it would be hard to have that much emotion. Yeah, because if it wasn't the real Will, he would just sort of be just, he would just be a a thing there filling space and saying, hey, look, we have Will back. That's what I think. It is a big part of what was going on with this season. A lot of, especially fans thinking about it. I know we, we've talked about Robin's sexuality and thing. Do you, and everybody's saying that they want Will to come out in season five. How do you guys feel? Do you want him to come out, or do you want him just to be, to be that emotional kid? That, I want him to be happy. Like I want him to finally feel actual happiness and not like he's scared and that he has to hide things in because that kid has been through a lot of trauma. Yeah, but like Ellie said, he still has particles in him. So until that figures it out to whatever that storyline is, the, the kid's not going to be happy because he feels like 
We're going to have to wait. It's like if I would feel Freddy Cougar every day of my life and I would, the hairs would stand up, I would not be a happy camper. So he's going through the same thing. He's so your work schedule is what? But does his no. sexuality matter with all that? No. In my opinion, no. 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 See, I don't, I, I agree. I, I don't think it needs to ever be, I don't think it needs to be addressed in the storyline. But to if, be fair, I actually think for me, I think it matters more for Will than it would for Robin. I would like to see Will and Robin meet. It would be harder for Will, too. It would be harder, so it would be more of a... A release? A release, yeah, for him. And I think I would be like, oh, more than I would be for Robin. What about this? Because Arabella did mention a good comment, a good point that because this show is so much a part of this new generation, does him coming out help to give those young boys that are trying to deal with their own sexuality a role model on film. A little bit, yeah. I'm not a young gay boy, so I don't really know. <laughs> However, uh, in my from what I see, I work with kids, so I see it a lot. They don't seem to be having a problem coming out, at least in the general. And I'm sure there are a lot of them that, that do still. But it seems like a lot of them feel very comfortable. And again, it's not, I don't know, because I'm not them. But I honestly, I feel like the, if the Duffer brothers would have them come out i feel like they would be doing it for the fans though because everyone on social pretty media much like, anything they do on stranger things is going to be for the fans yes because but on social media will's sexuality has been going it's been going nuts over social media and the duffer brothers have been seeing it and i think it would just be something for the fans and not actually for the plot like it I wouldn't help the plot I think in general, Stranger Things is all over social media. So regardless of what it is, like, it's going to bring up. I mean, the fact that Hopper went from X amount of pounds to uh, he's got a, he's got, you know, training of a Marvel body happening now. All of a sudden, it's oh, like, no. huh? It's different because he's already been in a Marvel film and he was fat. So... <laughs> But there are a lot of people that are saying, bring back fat Hopper. Well, you know, dad bod is a thing. But, you know, honestly, if he was in a Soviet prison like that for at least a year or something, he's going to lose the weight like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, living on gruel or whatever he's done. I just think it's funny that... But he's all over social media, too. So what I'm saying is, so uh, Stranger Things is all over social media, no matter what you do and what you say. And there's no way to keep up with all the fan needs or wants either. I I see what you're saying, Beth. When you start writing for the fans... You can lose... You get Rise of Skywalker. You, get, <laughs> you do. Did you just bring up Star Wars? And it wasn't okay. me. I was going to say you get season eight of uh, of Game of Thrones, but oh. well, you get Rise of Skywalker. That's exactly what happened. You get you know, you 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 get the Force Awakens because you got you try to play to the audience and try to be safe. You get Justice League, the Snyder Cut, because you try to. I feel like I should like enter, like use my inner Chris and be like, "We're talking about Stranger Things. Stop talking about Stranger Things." Chris continues. (laughs) So, anyways, I I hope 
they continue with whatever they were going to with go forward with and with not a, listen to yeah. like Social fandom media. needs. To me, as a fan of the show, I don't. It doesn't matter to me one way or another if Will comes out or not. Not that I don't think that he should. I just I want an organic story right. that and uh, like and like you guys said, I want Will to be happy too. So if that means that he has to come out and tell you know tell, the world. tell Mike he loves him or whatever or, or whatever they're going with it, I'm all for it and I'd be there to back him up 100. percent But I'm jump into Stranger Things and give him a out of the back. Yeah, like, we're here for you. <laughs> But you also want it to be true to the time. Yeah. Look, Umbrella time Academy. Uh, Umbrella Academy did a great job with with um, Elliot Page. Yeah. And it and even you know that whole transition was probably one of the best interpretations on film for a transgender you know to to have, and it was done wasn't. It wasn't done it was like where organically. It was done organically within the within the writing, and it felt right for the writing. I feel like that's what they're kind of trying to do, like with Will. Like they're kind of trying to incorporate it more, but not to the point where it's just shoving it in your face or like just randomly like bringing it out. Like they're trying to make it happen organically. Sure. Okay, so L, eleven, Jane. First part of season four, she really didn't have that much besides being bullied by Angela and then hitting her on the head with the roller skate and then trying to get her powers back. I'll tell you what. But beyond that, I mean, it was really nothing. (laughs) It wasn't that much, though. She barely made an appearance. Well. The California gang barely made an appearance. Well, that's awesome because, you know, Millie, uh, Millie Bobby Brown was off doing other things. Uh, Mike Florence. was off doing other things. You know, they they had other movies they Mike's were doing. Mike's filming Ghostbusters, or was at least. Yeah. I, I just think they, they pulled it all together, though, keeping with the times between yeah. going to, you know, the skating rink and keeping all that storyline still consistent with the, the other times. seasons. Yeah. I, I, I think they did a good job bringing that in. It was also nice to take them out of Hawking's and put them in another area. Yeah. So you got to see a little bit of California in the 80s. You know, you got, you got, the, the world exists outside of Hawkins. Yeah. I really liked Elle in season three. I love season three though, but I'm you got nice. to see Elle more as like an actual like kid, teenager. Like she was making out with Mike at 13. Was that her outfit? Was that season three with the outfit that was the mall outfit that Blue. everyone loved? That everyone loved? That everyone tried to find yeah. that shirt? Yeah. That shirt with the... Oh, yeah. Yes, that was season three. So what, was do you, what do you guys think about Elle? What do you, you know? She's a great lead. See, she's not... She's definitely not my favorite. Like, okay. as far as, like, the female... Um, Without saying that you're one, because we're getting to him next... Who's your favorite characters? Go around the table. Michael doesn't believe in oh, favorites. Which character do you like sure. the most? Or do you enjoy the most? Oh, Mike. I don't think this crap. <laughs> so I, I watch the show. I enjoy it. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Ellie? I love Steve. Like, not, like he's just... 
I love his his uh, development, and I love who he is now, and how he's finding out like his true like desires and that he wants to be a family man. He's been complaining that he's the babysitter for how many years, but he's like, I kind of like it. I want in one kids. season, he goes from talking about his triumphs and going out with this girl and that girl, yeah, and, the, and I just I just love him. He's sudden, adorable. He's so cute. Beth. Barb was there for like four seconds. Barb, 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 Barb doesn't care about anymore. You obsessed over Barb? No, I no. did, but Barb just brought back really bad flashbacks. Fashion memories. Whew. Like it's like half my yearbooks. So I was like, ooh. Um, I, I hate to say it, but I am. I'm going to pull the mom card. I Joyce. That. I know, we didn't really talk about that's Joyce. That's just flat oh, out. You know. Just in general, knowing, well, one, Winona writer's, like, backstory and what she's been through through her career, but then to find, things. <laughs> find out, you know, the strong 80s mom character, too, um, definitely, um, Joyce. Well, she's had to deal with a lot, too, especially, you know, with, you know, losing her oh. son in the first season and how, she, how she do you deal with mom, it? mom, which is also, yeah, like, exactly. that was... Yeah. No, I, I don't know that it was new, but it was... There were more married couples then. Yeah. Like people didn't divorce as mm-hmm. easily. It, right? it wasn't. So it wasn't being a single mom was, in the eighties. It wasn't. You know, I don't remember having too many friends that were you know divorced parents or being raised by a single parent. Yeah, or some sort. Yeah, so like, especially in rural areas like that. Yeah. So, I mean, and she and how she really accepts L yeah. as her own. Exactly. Like yeah. I know. Yeah. For me, I just like that's that's yeah. just really touches. I did. Yeah. I felt like it was too she was that mom that the that her door was always open. I love like, that. Well that, she's had a good development yeah. too. Where all of a sudden now she's a badass killing people in Russia. Well and she was yeah. she was, and in the first season she was thought of as sort of like that kooky character. Yeah. Yeah. Like crazy person within the town. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh it's chewing. Because she yeah. was hanging up the Christmas lights. Yeah. yeah, she just tried to do what's best for her family, yeah. keep the you know the door open as much as she could, and then everybody looked down on her. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like is that they started dressing her in. Hopper. Oh my gosh, you in the fashion like identical though. <laughs> like if you yeah, ever yeah. notice, like if you even look at it season four, look back at it. They the they dressed outfits. them identical. They're in the same outfits mm-hmm. constantly. I well, was like, they had to get the clothes out of the same crates in that crazy church. Yeah, but even too. But there's still. <laughs> Since season two, since they started doing that. Yeah, since season two, there's a well, lot of the, them that are all the same. They put them in the same, same, same colors, same thing. First season, yeah. she worked in a hardware store, so she was never really fashionable. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You just think of it when you start seeing them dressing alike. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, Amber, how about you? Steve. Steve. Yes. Steve. Why Steve? Why? I like his character development mostly, and he's a great character. Ambrose is a man of many words. <laughs> Not. Should you say yours first since we're going to get into mine next? I, my, my favorite character is Max. I think the way her, she's developed, the way she has been able to to come into a, an area, a, you know, a strange area, because she moves from California to, she does the opposite of what Will, or what, yeah, what Will and... and she gets emotional when Elle leaves. But she does the opposite. They yeah. move to California. She moved from California. You know, she comes from an abusive house where, you know, and her mom drinks because, you know, her dad was abusive and he's gone. 
a brother that was abusive. Now he's gone. Well, they alluded to the mom starting to drink after the stepdad. It was after the dad. Yeah, yeah, after the stepdad left. Yeah. Or after the stepdad. Yeah, Le- after he yeah. left. Yeah. But she still, she had to fend for herself. Yeah. And she had to. That's why. Despite of her upbringing, she found the goodness within herself mm-hmm. and was able to find friends and that she could depend on. Mm-hmm. The mo- the little moment she had with Lucas in season four while they were waiting and writing on the note cards, I thought oh, that was, I love that. It was so sweet. Oh, yeah. and Ambrose, you know you loved it. Shake your head. All right, Arabella, you've been waiting... <laughs> Tell us who your favorite character is. I'm literally going to sound like every other girl in the universe right now, but it's Eddie Munson. I know he didn't play a big heart. So like, oh, sound on your soundboard there. Please don't. I think I have a wop, wop, wop. Are you going to play it? No. Well, it's mainly because of like the rock and roll metalhead type. Like, well, like the art. Do you know how many, besides your father, do you know how many friends I had that looked exactly like him? You know, I really don't want to know. Man, we're taking a weird turn. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. But it's mainly, it's music taste, but also like the long hair and then the tattoos and stuff. And like the overall rocker look. I'm a big like rock and roll fan. And stuff because of that, because of my father, but. Ew. No, 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 no. That's Again, not what I meant. we're taking a weird turn. That's not um, what I meant, but, you know. I had a friend that had the exact haircut. It was the same awkward, that's, you know. That's not good. Really didn't need to know that. His name was Mike Swank, and I swear to God, at first I saw Eddie, I was like, that is, they literally must have gone back to the 80s and seen this guy because it was identical I to him. I really didn't need to know that. Um, Eddie... Was unfortunately the way they started out with Eddie, there was no other option but for him to pass. Oh, yeah, to I knew him he was go. Gonna die I want a petition to bring episode. him back. I have this feeling <laughs> though, because of the devotion that has grown for him, the Duffer brothers are going to find it. You, you mentioned a vessel for Vecna. Mm-hmm. I can see Eddie being that vessel. Mm-mm. They said but he's going to be that D&D. I mean, he didn't die at Vecna's hands. They he talk got... about Vecna when they were playing in the Hellfire meeting. They talk about Vecna. Okay. They said he's okay. going to come back as the bat guy that actually takes Vecna down. So right, Ambrose, D&D. Yeah, that's what I was trying to... Sir I couldn't D&D. think of his name. What um, Ambrose? Ambrose, that's, <laughs> that's the kid yeah. sitting next to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um well they, they do a lot of they do a lot of foreshadowing in this in this series yeah so if and the D the D aspect of it does have a lot to tell you how the story's going to go you know especially you when they're playing that when they're battling vecna in the hellfire club meeting game or the, the game that they're playing that is pretty much telling you exactly What's going to happen in this show? Yeah, but Ambrose, who is the bat guy? The bat. The guy that comes back that's a vampire. 
Sweetie, that's in D and D. It's there's different modules, so there's different games yeah. you can play. Yeah, but they show it in Stranger Things Four. They show when they're playing, and he's describing the the D and D game that they're do. They're about to play or whatever. Lord, please forgive me because I don't know other words for D and D. But when you're standing there, and Vecna, which is the guy that's there, there is the a there. there's a number two in charge. That's a vampire bat that takes Vecna out during the D and D game. When they had to roll for yeah, the... Thank you. That's, that's Lady Applejack. Erica, and they, they roll for the... Really I don't for remember th- that. <gasps> I don't remember the first episode. I was thinking... You don't remember the <laughs> roll? Really like that? You don't remember the roll at the same time as what Chrissy yes, being killed? Uh, the Sinclair's no, won the both games. One as the basketball toss. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's, that's what right. it was, yeah. Because Lucas tossed the ball and it made it in and Erica rolled the dice and it made... The 20. It made them win. But did it mean that the bat, the vampire bat dude is the one that killed Vecna? Yes. Right. So that's what this whole second storyline in season five is that he is going to come back. He's a vampire bat guy. Well, if you think about it, he was taken out by bats. Yes, that's why. The Duffer Brothers said the demo bats can't kill and no one ever checked a pulse. Oh, jeez. Well... (laughs) Josh said that he really. You know, I really don't want to listen to that. Who's Josh? Who's Josh? Josh. No, what's his name? Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, Thank you. Thank you. He says he wants to come back. Joseph said when they were sitting there. Why wouldn't he? That's a lot of money. (laughs) When he was sitting, because they 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 were on. uh, He didn't realize how much the the show that. Felicia Day does on uh, Netflix, the Geeked Out show yeah. or whatever. Netflix Geeked. What's Geeked, yes. So they were on there and they're getting ready to watch his, you know, his his Big guitar solo. His, his, his the one upside down concert. Um, he says, you know, I really would love to come back. You know, I wanted to take the guitar. They wouldn't let me. I, you know, I <laughs> I really wish it. I really wish I could work with these people again. I, I'm really going to miss, you know. I really miss the camaraderie we had. And, you know, they were like, oh, you know, being sad. But he was basically saying, I'm Please not coming let me back. come back. He okay. was saying, I would love to, but, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm going to, like, okay, so this is kind of bringing up Chrissy, too, which she didn't really have a big part. But they killed off Chrissy before they realized how much chemistry the two actors had. Like, they did Chrissy dying and stuff from Vecna before filming them yes. on the bench they never realized they regret killing her off because something could have happened there they're saying well the jo- joseph brought different. so much to that role and unfortunately you know the way it was written that that there's no way that they could not there was there was no outcome other than he or there was no other with the murders, there was no other way to say there was anyone else that was around, you know, or close enough that would could have committed the murders other than Eddie. Mm-hmm. He Max. was the only suspect that they had. He was the only suspect that was logically the killer. Yeah, yeah but you got to Because he was there every time. Yeah, but like Ellie and I were talking over 4th of July that if you remember episodes one through three in this season, 
You didn't like Eddie. The street. Like, or, he yeah, was presented as a drug dealer. Like I never said I didn't like him. No, but this, this all of a sudden switch. You know, yeah, the switch the that Eddie you. had as a character. The first three seasons, I mean, the first three episodes, nobody really connected to the Eddie character because... They all, he was a drug dealer. They thought he was into, he was you know, thug. he, he was, was a, yeah, he, you know, he wore the leather well, yeah. jacket on top of it. He, so, I mean, he was nice enough to the kids by allowing them to be there, but he wasn't fabulous. Yeah, exactly. I so mean, it wasn't that infatuation. I mean, his character development was fast and yeah, you exactly. loved him. By the you could have dropped yeah. the first episode or first two episodes of this season of Stranger Things, you could have dropped him right into... Uh, a babysitter's club. <laughs> no, dropped him right into... Um, what did you say? The breakfast club? The babysitter's club. No, right into the breakfast club. And he would have fit right in. Yeah, but like Ellie said, if you would have killed him off in episode two of this season, we wouldn't no have had this cared. connection. We wouldn't right. have been crying. Yeah, we wouldn't have been crying hysterically where we had to pause it and let your dad Stop come over and hold you because you're, it you're was totally different. right. You're totally right. That character and what they did with that character in a short time was amazing. And they've been able to do that with every character they brought on, really- whatever season it was, Max or Robin or Eddie. That you've made them fall in love with you made the audience even fall in love with those even Billy. Oh, Billy. At the end yeah. you're like Well man that When he like, dies, you, you as got, much as he was a jerk and you you wanted him to die, you wanted him to You saw into him. You saw him into him <laughs> and you realized why he was the way he was and you really felt for him. So then when he died, you're like, Well damn it. See you know. Yeah, but have you really cried over Nancy? I don't. I don't. I oh, she hasn't died yet. I haven't shed a tear. But there's been no Why emotional. Why would I cry over Nancy? But like, but there's no like he just said. There's a connection to each of them in the film. I haven't had a connection with Nancy yet. I haven't had well, a connection you with the light. If she dies, we'll make sure you do. Um, I've been like, oh, her fashion went with her. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, take the hair, please. I'm. Please grow that I'm hair out. I'm <laughs> thinking this as an acting level right now. So I kind of, Joseph Quinn kind of inspired me a little bit for how he brought Eddie's character to life and how he brought the emotion and brought the character to life. And that inspires me as an actress. And I want to make, to make a character, like I want to have the emotion and stuff and bring that character to life and make it lovable like he did with Eddie. So yeah. what is your song? What is your song that you have to put in your ears? Oh, that's a great What's question, Beth. Please change the subject. Well, I'm just saying, no, that's, that's such a great question. That's for each of you. What's what song? What's your Vecna song? Ooh, what song's going to keep you, back? you know, keep hold Vecna back? Welcome to the Jungle from Guns N' Roses. Interesting. Hmm. Ambrose. I have no clue. Come on. Can you we come back to me? Sure. I have to think about it for a minute. Beth. If I were a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> That's yours. Thong yeah. song. Yeah. Don't say up well, and down by well, the Vega Boy. Well, yeah, that was the funny part. When, when the actor Joseph Quinn did an interview, his song is... What is it? Up, up and, and down, down by the Vanga Boys. Have you heard that song? It's just up and down. Yeah, I, I can play it. It's is, is, anyway. that was that serious? Or was that him just making a joke? I don't know. A bit of both. But I, I was a lot like, like Mike. I thought his song wasn't gonna be the 
the Metallica song. I think I well, you and I said it was going to be Meatloaf. Um, I thought it should be Meatloaf "Bad Out of Hell." Yeah, mm. the, for the the concert. That would have been a good one. Because you know he's know he's holding off the bats. Right. I don't know what my and it look and it looked like it was the Meatloaf video. Yeah, that would. <laughs> I do. Mine would be Bon Jovi "Living on a Prayer" because I'd be like, I, it'd be in my ears and I'd be like, yeah. Allie. Uh, Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Nice. Oh, interesting. That's Mikey's is oops, I did it again. Toxic. He loves toxic because then they would think about Britney Spears and the pleather, the red pleather. Yeah, I never really watched that. Ah, oh, well, let me look it up for you. I don't. Know. No, <laughs> I've seen it. Oops, I did it again. Was the red oh, pleather? Oops, I did it again. Yeah. What is she wearing toxic when she has that really cool long blonde long straight hair? I'm black. I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up later. So, anyways, off topic. What song, song like? If I were a rich man. Baby got back. Try and get yourself out of it. You can start doing the. Yeah, that be a. dance in the. Fiddler on the roof. I'm a Barbie girl. The love, um, <laughs> from Aquafina. The love medley and, oh, uh, and probably something less than Jake or AFI that I can think of off the top of my head. But I what would it be? Something. A song Rock Lobster. The better version than Panic at the Disco. Good, no. good job. There you go. <laughs> I, I feel like yours, Dad, would be nonstop from Hamilton. Nah, Beth, what do you think my song is? Sweet Child of Mine. You Sweet love that one. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. Here's an Elton John song, Ambrose. I no? Still stay yeah, that's what I was thinking. All this time. Okay, what is it? Psycho Color by Talking Heads. Okay. Oh. Mm. Love that. well, that's a good one. I chose. Welcome to the jungle because you're like mm, that's interesting. I chose it because I feel powerful listening to okay. it. Okay, no, like, I I, I just think that's interesting. Considering you made us listen to Mama Mia all day. Okay, <laughs> I love ABBA and I love Guns N' Roses. My two split personalities. Or Killer Queen. And eh, not as much. Are you going back to your song? No, I was asking Ellie because. Oh no, you forgot my favorite song. I already. forgot what. It's only my favorite song. Sweet shit. <laughs> I, I've never heard that song. Can you sing me a melody? Who sings it? Who sings sweet shit? Alright, so last thing we'll talk about is we talked about some of the foreshadowing that the Duffer brothers do with the show. But the nostalgia, the Easter eggs, there, there's so many things in this show that are throwbacks to the 80s and to you know i don't care what it is politics to everything what's your favorite easter egg you've seen in the show okay i feel like the word easter egg always throws me i don't quite know what we're looking at like, easter egg. And i thought easter egg or something hidden yeah so are we so so like figment where you know seeing figment in the background is kind of an easter egg it's something okay. that you would see um I'm the not light that bright. observant. The light bright. The light bright. The light bright? Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah. That I played with light bright. That wasn't hidden. It was right in the movie. A good one <laughs> is 
um, in season one, I think it is, they show Elle and Mike, and they're wearing the clothes that um, um, Kelso, no, not Kelso, that, what was, um, what's the oh. main character? Topher is. Topher, yeah, what's Topher's? He's still on the oh shit song that he has to get to. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask him any more questions. <laughs> Give him a moment. <laughs> The you know the you know the green nope. you you remember the show the seventy show yes you know yes. the the green uh, shirt he'd wear with the yellow stripes on the shoulders I think so yeah it's like um, okay it's like an athletic I, type right shirt. yeah so they had he was wearing that and then L was wearing the top that um, Donna wore. Donna wore Max and Lucas did that yeah oh it was Max and Lucas. Yeah. Yes, it was Max and Lucas. Sorry. Yes, and then it was in every hot topic and yes. box lunch, no demand. So um, yes, what but that's an Easter egg. Would it be Max dressing up as Michael Myers and then Eddie using the Michael Myers mask to do? That's the more car? of a callback to it, but yes, okay. the the Michael Myers mask can be considered too. Okay. I mean, something like that is usually not an Easter egg. It has to be something that isn't that's. There, but not so figment. Yeah, not to something that's drawn attention. It's not like saying, "Look, here's the, you know this cup of water from." The, but they purposely made a reference from, to it from too, though. you know the Twelve Commandments that was in the, the Twelve Commandments <laughs> part of the Red Sea. It's about to be wine. Yeah, it, it, so all right, go go that way. You guys start and you said figment. Right? What would be? Are we counting like Easter eggs as like? An actual foreshadowing? No, no, it can no. be. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm... Uh, okay, we'll do it this way. Easter eggs are foreshadowing. Vecna's right hand man being a vampire. Bat. Gotta get yeah. Because right yeah. right there's a lot of D and D. Yes. To you know Easter eggs in there too. It's my favorite part of the show. Cool. Beth. I said it Lightbright. Just the Lightbright being in it. Well, no Lightbright. Etch a sketch was in it. No, that's another. Nope, light bright. That's Toy Story. It is, isn't it? I'm trying to figure out which Ellie? version of it. Say light <laughs> <laughs> Let's move this along. Light bright. Um, I think the scene, like I think I, I mentioned it earlier when Nancy comes and talks to Victor Creel, how that was very. Um, yes. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Yeah, I liked that. That and see. That is considered an Easter egg because I got it because it's it's something that even it's set up to be the same way. It's an homage, mm, you know. Okay, so I, I enjoyed that. Mike, I really liked Victor Creel. He was very cool. Mm-hmm. He was very interesting. I liked. Oh, he was so sad though. Cutting out his own eyes. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, babe. What's your favorite Easter egg? Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Oh, just <laughs> what? I know it too, and it's and I picked the only one that wasn't in the eighties. <laughs> oh, was that two thousands or nineties? You're yeah. lame. You're not sticking with the theme. Easter egg. Uh, probably a lot of the callbacks. Well, no, it's a nightmare. Because you have Robert England, you have the look of Nancy, who looks like Nancy. Yeah. And just these people are killed 
in in a sense in their nightmares because they're daydreams. Yeah, almost. they're daydreams. Yeah. So daymares. Daymares. So and like the first one is very reminiscent of I think it was Johnny Depp's girlfriend at the beginning. Yes, mm-hmm. she gets thrown up into the air and she's killed and dropped into the bed. Hate grandfather grandfather Fox now. He scared my mom and I when we were first watching season four. He literally turned off all the lights and then told our Alexa. I I told Alexa to uh, play grandfather clock, and it started ticking. Beth looks up and goes, "Does anyone else hear that?" (laughs) And then I run into the room screaming. It was freaking. He told her to play it throughout the whole house. So I was like, wait, am I the only one hearing that? Or That was great. It was so good. Boom. That was so bad. It was so good. Are you going to play that? I am playing it on there. I'm actually changing my uh, favorite Easter egg. Yes. It's um, Vecna's (laughs) left hand in Dungeons & Dragons is his magic source. And in Stranger Things... It's the thing. It's the hand that he uses to kill people. Like, yes, he holds it above their head. So that is my favorite. Nice, Ambrose. Very good. That's a good one. Oh, okay. So, anyone else got anything that they love, hate, or indifferent about Stranger Things? Who do we think is going to die? Will. No. Will's going to die. <laughs> one um, of the buyers. All of the buyers. That. All hey. the buyers. <laughs> I have I one thing to say. Oh, no, not the buyers. Uh, Jonathan. I... Jonathan. Hmm? I think Nancy could die, too. Yeah. I was thinking Nancy could die, too. Everyone I w- Beth I wants Nancy to die. I'm good with Nancy going. I will Let's cry if move it on. Steve dies and Dustin sees it. For how close their relationship is, that would hurt. Could you imagine if Dustin dies? Oh, they're not gonna do that. No, they can't. No, they can't I don't, do I don't that. See that uh-huh. I mean, they could. Be, they can do whatever they want. But it know. would be a massive revolt against the Duffer Brothers. I feel Does, like that. Like everyone, as soon as I said that, every one of you kind of like cringed. Like, yeah, no, like, you can't do that yeah, to me. I, can't do that. No. I, I feel like. Oh no, you can go. No, you go. You go. I was thinking Will could be the bad guy, like oh. he's the vessel because he already has. He's been in the upside down. He knows the yeah, he was there the longest. Right, and there's still something in him from the Mind Flayer. Or I think it was the Mind Flayer one, uh, season two. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. that was the smoke version of the Mind Flayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I think in order to save him, Nancy could die. Yeah. Like, take me instead. And well, we that could be how Jonathan dies, too. Who? Jonathan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who? <laughs> Saving his brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take me, take me instead of my brother. What if Elle dies? Who? That could happen. Eleven. I thought about that. So, because she is sort of the reason it's open and there, any as it is. So maybe she has to die for she it to permanently close. Like she has to close it from the other side. Yeah. Sense. I don't know. It, well, there's a lot of theory that eleven and one are brother and sister. I can see that. Mm. With the two strongest. How did that happen? The the two strongest. Well, I mean, they kind of have a little little chemistry inside. 
I don't know. That's what I was trying to say. I don't see how that happened. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Was they were quite yeah. a bit older. Oh, and yeah. His dad was in jail and his mom was dead. So I don't understand and how that happened. His sister at the time happen. was dead. Was he killed her. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't see that either, but there was that was that one of the things. Be that people a thing. Were they all are brother and sister because Papa. See, I still think the whole the whole thing with eight being out there still is what well, bugs me. It kind of bothers me. If they don't bring it back, it'll bother me. If they do, cool. If they don't, then it was just a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like a hero's It's like a hero's aspect. Yeah. Here's a storyline. Do something with yeah. it. Why, why, why'd you bring it into the story if you're going yeah. to just throw it out there like that? Well, hopefully they bring something into the into this season. Yeah. I feel like if Eddie would have stayed around longer to see Will, they would have Will would have finally had his D and D buddy, someone who would play with him, like Will <laughs> in the upside down, <laughs> and he doesn't need anybody to play with him, honey. No, well, like he's trying to get all of his friends to play D and D. He's like, all I want to do is play D and D in Nintendo for the re- forever, but no one else wants to play with him because girl drama or something else along the lines with Life that. Life gets in the way and that sucks. Well, if he dies then they can they can play eternally in the Upside Down. That is extremely sad, get, but it's true. Did, what, do you think, what do you think about the theory that uh, it's just the kids all sitting there playing D&D and this whole thing is in their mind? I honestly feel like that's what's going on. Interesting. That this was all their imagination but playing out. it's been done. So it's, it's been, been done. done. So, uh, yeah. I feel like that could happen. It's it's an eighties trope. Ugh. I'd be a little pissed. Well, isn't I invested that... a lot of time in this, and if I find out that a bunch of kids are sitting around a table and they're it's playing a game, who shot Jr. Well, that was a never-ending story. Was he was reading a book? You're watching yes. a whole movie. Yes. 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 And I cried at that movie too. So if I find out that they are just sitting around a table, drowning in yes. number two. Yes. Game Monterazzo. Sleeping in the wrong. Officially hates that song. For the amount of times he's had to sing it for fans or for his friends or something like that, he's he hates it now. What? All right, anybody else got? What's the final thing on Stranger Things? Anybody? Bedtime. Bring back that Eddie. Was, Bring that was back. mine. Who was going to die? That was my last question. Are we ready for season Will five coming out in a year. More than a year. November? More than a year. November of twenty-three. That's insane. Alright, so from the upside down, I'm already saying that we will talk to you next time. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're on Instagram as Nerdables and on Twitter as Nerdables Show. So for, <laughs> so for Mikey, Belly, Beth, Ambrose, Arabella, I'm already saying we will talk to you next time. Bye.